0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Joash of Judah makes repairs to the Temple of the Lord. But sadly, at the end of his life, he doesn't finish well. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 12 on Simply the Bible.
0: Today we look at a story that has all the makings of a happy ending, but sadly it doesn't turn out that way. It's the story of Joash, who is also called Jehoash, the king of Judah, who was crowned king at the tender age of seven. We continue in 2nd Kings chapter 12. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash became king, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. Jehoash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days in which Jehoiada, the priest, instructed him. But the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense on the high places. Last time we saw the intrigue that surrounded Joash becoming king. His grandmother, Athaliah, had killed all the other heirs to the throne to make herself queen. As you can imagine, she was a bad queen. Jehosheba was the aunt of Joash. She was married to Jehoiada the high priest. At great risk to themselves, the couple hid the infant Joash from Athaliah for six years. When Joash was seven years old, Jehoiada anointed him as king, for he was the rightful heir to the throne of David. Jehoiada and Jehoshaphat trained up Joash in the way of the Lord. No doubt Jehoiada helped with royal decisions. Worship of the Lord was reestablished in Jerusalem, and the temple of Baal was torn down but the high places where people would offer pagan sacrifices remained. Certainly, there was revival in Judah, but not to the degree that the entire nation was willing to abandon their idols and their pagan practices. And Jehoash said to the priests all the money of the dedicated gifts that are brought into the house of the Lord, each man's census money, each man's assessment money, And all the money that a man purposes in his heart to bring into the house of the Lord, let the priests take it themselves, each from his constituency, and let them repair the damages of the temple wherever any dilapidation is found. In verse 4, the name Jehoash is used. This was an alternative for the name Joash, like Robert for Bob or William for Bill. For the sake of clarity, I will stick to the shorter name when referring to this king of Judah because there is another Jehoash who would soon become king of Israel. Now, we must hand it to Jehoash. He had a noble purpose in wanting to fix the temple. He saw that it was dilapidated and in dire need of repair, so he made a decree because that's what kings do. According to the Law of Moses, they would take a census by collecting half a shekel per male. This money would then be used for the care of the temple. In the New Testament, this would be known as the temple tax. In addition to this, Joash wanted the priests to use the money from vow offerings and free will offerings to restore the temple. However, the plan failed. Either there wasn't enough money to go around or the priests wanted to continue to receive the vow and free will offerings for themselves. Or the priests just didn't want to do construction work. Maybe they said carpentry was not in their contract. Now it was so by the 23rd year of King Jehoash that the priests had not repaired the damages of the temple. So King Jehoash called Jehoiada the priest and the other priests and said to them, Why have you not repaired the damages of the temple? Now, therefore, do not take more money from your constituency, but deliver it for repairing the damages of the temple. And the priests agreed that they would neither receive more money from the people nor repair the damages of the temple. We don't know how long it was before Joash intervened because... We don't know when he first made the decree to collect the funds. But by the time he was 30 years old, he concluded that his remodeling plan was not working. Joash held the priests accountable. They were to no longer collect the money from the people. They agreed to the terms if they wouldn't be responsible for the renovations. Then Jehoiada the priest took a chest, bored a hole in its lid, And set it beside the altar on the right side as one comes into the house of the Lord. And the priests who kept the door put there all the money brought into the house of the Lord. So it was whenever they saw that there was much money in the chest that the king's scribe and the high priest came up and put it in bags and counted the money that was found in the house of the Lord. Jehoiada placed a chest with a hole on top on the right side of the altar of burnt offering in the court of the temple. Anyone could put money in, but only the authorized personnel could take it out. In this, Joash showed great wisdom for the people could contribute directly to the betterment and beautification of their temple. According to 2 Chronicles 24 9, Joash made a proclamation throughout all Judah for the people to bring the collection that Moses required. Everyone rejoiced at the prospect. When people are glad about a capital campaign for a building project, you know God is at work. Joash also showed wisdom in that he had both his royal representative and the high priest count the money together. This would keep everything above board. Then they gave the money, which had been apportioned into the hands of those who did the work, who had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they paid it out to the carpenters and builders who worked on the house of the Lord and to masons and stone cutters and for buying timber and hewn stone to repair the damage of the house of the Lord for all that was paid out to repair the temple. However, there were not made for the house of the Lord basins of silver, trimmers, sprinkling bowls, trumpets, any articles of gold or articles of silver from the money brought into the house of the Lord. But they gave that to the workmen and they repaired the house of the Lord with it. Moreover, they did not require an account from the men into whose hand they delivered the money to be paid to the workmen, for they dealt faithfully. The money from the trespass offerings and the money from the sin offerings was not brought into the house of the Lord. It belonged to the priests. Now, this was all the right appropriation of funds, and there was no opportunity for monkey business. The people gave with confidence that their money was going directly to restore the temple, and they gave willingly and joyfully. Next, they hired the right people to do the work. Now, I am a pastor, not a carpenter. I would rather pay somebody else who has those skills rather than spin my wheels and make 10 trips to the home improvement store. Priests were good at serving in the temple. Builders build. Everyone did the job to which they were suited, and everyone was happy. They didn't require an accounting from the supervisors of the workmen because they were trustworthy. And the priests were happy because they still received their portion of the trespass and sin offerings. In other words, the church board didn't cut the pastor's salary to pay for the building project. Now there is a time gap between verse 16 and 17. I would recommend that you read Second Chronicles 24 for the details. Jehoiada, the high priest, died. After this, the leaders of Judah came to Joash desiring to turn away from worshiping the Lord only to start serving idols again. Joash listened to them. God then sent prophets to bring Joash back to the Lord, but Joash wouldn't listen. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehoiada's son, Zechariah, and he said to the people, Thus says God, why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he also has forsaken you. Joash was so angry over this prophecy that he commanded the people to stone Zechariah to death. This was how he repaid Jehoiada and Jehoshaphat for saving his life from the wicked queen Athaliah. Verse 17, Hazael, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it. Then Hazael set his face to go up to Jerusalem. And Joash, king of Judah, took all the sacred things that his fathers, Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, kings of Judah, had dedicated, and his own sacred things, and all the gold found in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and in the king's house. And sent them to Hazael, king of Syria. Then he went away from Jerusalem. It is easy to see that Hazael's attack came as a result of Joash's disobedience and murder. Joash then robbed the temple to pay off Hazael. Hazael took the money and went home. But at what price? The temple was ransacked. Idolatry had taken root in Judah once again. And Joash was unwilling to repent. Now the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose and formed a conspiracy and killed Joash in the house of Milo, which goes down to Silla. For Jazakar, the son of Shimaath and Jehazabad, the son of Shomer, his servants struck him. So he died and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. Then Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. Joash's servants conspired against him and killed him. We know from Second Chronicles that it was because he had killed Jehoiada's son. The reign of Joash is a sad chapter in the history of the kings of Judah. He started out well and was considered a good king while Jehoiada was high priest and guiding him in the way of the Lord. But when his mentor departed, Joash went his own way, showing that he had a shallow faith in the Lord. Joash started well, but he did not finish well. This story reveals the challenges we face in passing our faith to the next generation. As teachers and mentors, we can set good examples. We can teach our children and disciples the right things but it is the condition of their hearts that will determine what they do with it. Each of us will give an account of himself before God. As children and students, we can receive initial faith and guidance from our parents, grandparents, spiritual parents, or mentors, but we must make that faith our own or else it will not stand the trials
1: of life and we won't finish well. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where Jehu's dynasty in Israel continues through Jehoaz and Jehoash. But because of Israel's disobedience, God allows them to suffer defeat at the hands of the Syrians. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2nd Kings on Simply the Bible.